It's time for a double dose of the Funker. It's the Terry Funk Double Feature Show. Tonight, we run down two matches from his illustrious career. But before we get into that, this is the Federation Podcast. I'm Tyler Fudge. And I'm Travis Fudge. And this is Federation on Shuffle, the Terry Funk Double Feature Show. You can follow us on Twitter at the Federation. You can follow Travis on Twitter. At FudgingUp333. Facebook and Instagram is the Federation Podcast. T-shirts at whatamaneuver.net. And music again is by Mitch and Tyler. Speaking speaking of our uh, of our uh, of our uh, of our Fudge uh, brother. <laughs> Sorry, I'm pretty stoned. Of our Fudge brother, uh, Wooly Fudge. He sent me a Devil's Island Megadeth cover. Yeah, he was telling me about drive. that. Maybe, yeah. maybe 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 we'll have that here somewhere. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Throw that in there. Yeah. Throw that in there. Should have been last week, but it's this week. <laughs> you, you you could say the uh, the barbed wire ring is uh, akin to Devil's yeah. Island. Yeah, you 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 can you can. Uh, but this episode was supposed to be strictly ECW Born to Be Wired, which features the match Terry Funk and Sabu in a uh, barbed wire match for the ECW Championship. Now, the only rip I could find was a very very bad rip and that was the same thing you found correct yes i found it in two locations and both were the same exact quality now there you it can be bought for ten dollars on rf video but i am not putting money in fucking rob feinstein's pocket i agree that is first off right i'm not going to willingly give rob feinstein money and b if I gave him that $10, what's to say it's not this rip? You know what I mean? Um, I, 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 I'm I pretty sure it's not because someone uploaded a video of highlights of the show, I'm assuming due to not getting flagged, and he said he bought it off of RF video and it was great quality. Fair enough. But at the same time, as a Canadian, are we going to get a DVD coming from Philadelphia relatively quickly? No, you can I download it, actually. So. You can download it, actually. Oh, you buy it and download it on demand. Is that is that how? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That well, that that's cool. I was. It, it it's cool, but again, like it's a give Rob Feinstein money and not knowing like there's no screenshots of anything. It's just like you could buy this. It's like cool. there's nothing wrong with not paying for something you don't want to pay for. Okay, <laughs> it's a thing. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you a fucking logical person. No, I I just mean in the fact of finding something that would be a better quality. You know what I mean? But uh, oh well, if, if it's in pursuit for better quality, then yes, I will. But I'm still not gonna allow a fucking pedo <clears throat> to get money from me. Like no chance. The, the, no <laughs> chance in hell is the way that I look at it. More so is that you know what, man? I pay for the WWE Network. WWE owns ECW. Why the fuck yes, can't I get yes. it there? You um, know what I mean? Like to me, it's well, like it should be there. They've only recently pushed to put mature content on that network, and they don't have a barbed wire match on the network. Man, they they don't have Holiday Hell in 1996 where uh, Sandman was wrapping himself up in barbed wire yeah. and throwing himself onto Sabu or whoever the fuck he wrestled on that show. Like that's that's not here. He he wrestled Raven on that show, but yeah, yeah. These super cards are very very hard to find on the network because there's maybe six and they only cap up to ninety five, yeah. I believe. Which is yeah, it's it's very much early into the ECW timeline. And if you want to illegally obtain them, then for the most part, they're good quality. But this poor to be wired trip. This one's shit. bad. I, I, I turned it on and I thought, Jesus Christ. Am I tripping balls? Yeah. Because everything's tracing. Like, everybody is, yeah. like, tracing behind themselves and, and, like, keeping going while they are walking around. So you've got, like, a, a string of movement from wrestlers and it gets to be so hard to watch the lights are tracing it's like a very heavy shroom strip but everything is normal except your tv the only time that it actually even looks good is if somebody's in like a rest hold it's like oh finally it calms down but there's uh, no movement man yeah exactly uh it it was one of those things where i think me and you popped it on at the exact same time 
Because when you texted me, I was just into the first match. I was just finishing it. And I was just like, ah, my, I, I think I'm getting used to it. I think I can. And I was like, you know what, man? I can't even get a fucking screenshot out of this. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, fuck this. Fuck this show. When you were like, I can't watch it, I was like, good. Because I wanted, I wanted to say the same thing. I didn't want to say no. I don't think I've turned down a show before, but I... I, I, I knew that I could not do my part on this episode. Yep. And I'm not I'm not saying that my part is well worth anything to begin with, but I know that if I had to take notes for that show, I would pretty much just shit on everything with no good reason. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh now before uh we get into it, that's obviously explanation as to why this is now the Terry Funk double feature show, which is very hard to say for the first time. If you only knew how many times I fucked up that intro because it's not what I'm used to. Yeah. <laughs> you could all you could also call it the double cross double feature because, you know, yes. Terry Funk is from the uh, Double Cross Ranch. He is. He is, but uh he double crosses nobody on this episode because Maybe he's, the, a, uh, the... he's a fine gentleman here. The Amarilla Armadilla double feature. <laughs> you can keep on saying more names. It's always going to be Terry <laughs> Funk double feature show, motherfucker. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, though. The, what did you call it? The freaking Armadillo double feature. The, Amar- the Amarilla Armadilla. The Armarilla Armadilla. You know, Amarillo, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Or yes. the or or you know, if 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 you're really frisky. The uh the liquor liqueur. What? Does the liqueur? It's like it's it's like, um, Kahlua Amarella. Um, isn't it? Am I right? Amar Amarilla. Yeah. Um, isn't that the same name as the town Amarilla Amarilla? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what you're talking about. Are you it's talking got a about big elephant on the front. Amarilla? Yeah. I. I don't. I've never tried it, man. I've never tried it. Now, now I've got to hunt Google and find I was, this. I was trying to think of that thing that that uh that's in Tiramisu, but I can't remember the name of it because I don't have Tiramisu often. <laughs> no. Am- like Amarillo. It. Amarillo liqueur. Is a cream liqueur from South Africa. It's made with sugar cream and the fruit of African Merlot tree. Uh, it's also locally called the elephant tree or the marriage tree, which is why there's an elephant on the cover. Ah, yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, some some Fuck. African liqueur. <coughs> Look at me being cultured and shit. Shit. Anyways, Travis. Before we yep. get into this match, first off is going to be Terry Funk Sabu in a barbed wire match from Born to Be Wired because that match was released on ECW's Bloodiest Brawls or ECW Unreleased or something like that. It was on one of those compilations. Yes, it was because it had a little watermark on yes, it in it, the corner when, it did. when we started it on... Uh, Daily Motion. Daily Motion is correct. Uh, but uh, before we get into that, obviously, Born to be Wired was set in August 9th, 1997. Uh, it's from Philadelphia at the ECW Arena. There's about 1,400 people there. Uh, before uh, we go any further here, let's just quickly run down the card in case you weren't listening last week. Uh, the first match, Little Guido of the FBI takes on Pablo Marquez, he beats him, actually. And you know what? This is the only thing I watched from this match. Aside from seeing the Tommy Dreamer, Louis Spicoli look. You know what I mean? I got a glimpse of that. <laughs> uh, I uh, saw that, too, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Pablo Marquez got, was yeah. the most over guy. Was it because he was to little Guido, who is a uber heel with Tracy Smothers and Tommy Rich? Or was there any reason why they would cheer him so much? Tyler, I think it's because he's Mexican. Is that it? Because, is that the only reason? Because uh, they're like, I, I think, we got Ray, I think we got Psychosis, was a, we got Hoobie. Oh, my God, another Mexican. He's going to be great. Is that really what they thought? I think I think they may have thought he was an, another luchador. Um, <laughs> he might have been in ECW before this. I, I'm not too I, sure. I, but I know I've never he's heard had of, a match. 
because so, uh, uh, Joey Style had mentioned. Maybe they really dug his last match, or maybe they just had high ex- expectations for him. But this guy, he was trained by Larry Sharp in 92, Pablo Marquez. Oh, yeah. But he is he's known for something else, Tyler. He, what else is he known for? He was in the WWF in 1998 for a period of time on Raw. Quite for, a bit. For how, how long? Like, is, was this a weekly? I'd say a couple months. He'd appear on and off and then would re- relatively uh, go down Wait. to heat and shotgun and shit Wait, like that. Is, no, no, I'm thinking of 2000s. I was thinking, like, S.A. Rios. You're not gonna. You're you're not gonna get it. I'm not no. gonna get it. Okay, who is nah, it? Nah, nah. There's no chance. All right, so you could call him Pablo Marquez, or you could call him Babu. 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 Why does that name yes. sound familiar? Because he was Tiger Ali Singh's servant. Oh no way! Yeah, he was the one that used to kiss feet, do yeah. the stunts and shit like that. The whole million dollar man type shtick. He was where Virgil. He had so much money. Pablo yeah, Marquez turned into Virgil. Yeah, he was Babu. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Little little fun fact there. Babu is ridiculously over in ECW in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> Babu. Uh, uh, I think they just hate Guido so much, I think. That's the only reason why they had to really like him. I don't know. Even I don't know, man. It's perplexing. Uh, there was also Mikey Breck uh, defeated Luis Spicoli. Spike Dully defeated Bam Bam Bigelow in a match that I was actually quite looking forward to seeing. I uh, really wanted to see that match. Yeah, so, <clears throat> I mean, it's a shame that the rip was so bad, but whatever. Uh, Chris Candido defeated Chris Chetty. Meh. Could really yeah. care less. Uh, Shane Douglas defeated Lance Storm. Wouldn't mind seeing that, but again, Shane Douglas is Shane Douglas. Once you've seen one match, you've basically seen them all. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, watch the triple threat between Terry Funk and Sabu. That's really the best it gets. It's all downhill from there. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> Taz defeated Al Snow for uh, the television title, which is uh, which just because it's Al Snow coming from uh, WWF as Leaf Cassidy and going into ECW, I would I, I would be interested in seeing that match. Yeah, I, I I'd like to see it too. He he doesn't do the whole the. Um the gimmick that he's famous for yet, but he does lead to doing that right now. He's just leaf Cassidy, but you know, serious. Yeah. Yeah. Just Mark. You're a Mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tyler, do you, do you know if uh, Taz's TV title reign at this point, uh, ends up spawning the, uh, the fuck the world title. Is it this no, early or does that no, happen later? No, uh, the fuck, if I am not mistaken, the fuck the world title has something to do with Taz or Sabu stealing the title from him, like the world title or something. Maybe it's the TV title. I don't know. But I think a title gets stolen, and he creates the fuck the world title. You know, fuck the world title. Okay. Because, you know, I don't care about that title. Fuck the world title. I like it. Yeah, so I think that's basically where it came from. Sabu would end up winning that title quote unquote <laughs> but i mean whatever i remember in uh, one of the magazines we had as a kid sabu had the fuck the world title and and taz also had the same title in the same book and i was quite confused. would that be the illustrious wow well, magazine I, the one that's on on your shelf i'm looking at it right now yeah rick flair ne- next to the next to the memorial magazines of brian pillman and owen hart <laughs> and right in between both of those memorial magazines are uh, it's an action figure of uh leatherface or mike myers, mike mike myers. myers. that's actually yeah, my old one actually yeah yeah, yeah. it is yeah. yeah um yeah memory lane uh there's yeah. also a six-man tag match the dudleys uh which is bubba and divan and big dick because he's out of jail now uh, taking on and defeating Axel Rotten, Balls Mahoney, and Hack Myers. Yes, we talked about Hack Myers last week. Yes, we did. Or, uh, yeah, was it last week? I, yeah, it, it was, was last, last week. week. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was. When we were running thought through was, this card you, before. You thought it was the Sandman. I thought it was the Sandman just because he was Hack from WCW. <laughs> uh, singles match, uh, co-main event, 
Rob Van Dam, he would end up defeating Tommy Dreamer in under 10 minutes, which would bleed into the main event, which is the match that we're here to talk about, which is the ECW World Title Barbed Wire match, Terry Funk and Sabu. But before we get into that, Travis, what time is it? Vader time. Pop quiz time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of these names did Terry Funk not use in his career? Okay, so I'm going to give you four names. One of them is not true. So you tell me which one it is, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. A, Black Baron. B, Doctor Knows It All. C, The Texan. Or D, The Funkin' Texan. Uh, I'm going to say he probably used B. It just sounds like he would. Okay. Like maybe like when he was doing play by play for WCW, he was Mister Knows It All. <laughs> Doctor Knows that. It All. Doctor Knows It All. I could see that. Now you might be throwing me off with uh, C and D, <laughs> but A is also a weird one. The Black Baron. Jesus Christ! What are you? What are you, man? I mean, I'm gonna go with C. He never called himself the Texan. You're so close. It's, oh, so it's the Funkin' Texan. It's D, the Funkin' yeah. Texan. Uh, but hey, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, for one, I thought Doctor Knows It All might throw you off, and you, I thought that's what you would have went went for. But. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes those red herrings are in wrestling. Red herrings are um, a little easier. To <clears throat> it's true. <laughs> When it comes to the music questions or the TV questions, though, man, you're going to get me with those red herrings <laughs> easily. But, but the wrestling red herrings, it's like, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he actually did that. No, no, and I, I agree. Uh, I mean, when you said he was probably called that WCW, I was like, oh, fuck, you're probably right. Oh, oh man. Actually, I got a funny story. It pertains to a pop quiz. Back in uh, grade, grade 11 social studies, all right? So I had, uh, I had uh, my social studies teacher who was one of the first to pretty much do all of his shit like computer based in a class in my shitty ass school. So he'd do it on one of those smart boards and we'd have some sort of thing. I can't remember what it was to do our multiple choice answers on. And he had a Hulk Hogan poster in a social studies office. Right. Really? Yeah. Like eighties Hulk Hogan, big fucking life size poster. Swole. Yeah. And yeah. Brown. And You'd walk into his fucking social studies room right before class, and he's like blasting Soundgarden and Pearl Jam on his smart board. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Wrestling fan, Pearl Jam fan, best teacher ever. So then he posted this question on the first day of social studies about, uh, you know, just getting us acclimated to this different system that no other teacher uses, right? Yeah. I don't know if he was just like the guinea pig of the school or something like that. But he had a question about Hulk Hogan, and it was very similar to that. It was, what name did Hulk Hogan not use in wrestling? And my buddy Mike was in the class, and he was like, fuck Travis, you should get this. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the names were uh, Terry the Boulder, the Real American. He did go by that one. Terry the Boulder, the the Real American, and um, I think it was Hollywood Hogan, and fucking, oh, what was the. No, 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 no. It was the opposite. What did Hulk Hogan go by in wrestling? And it was Terry the Boulder, the real American, yada, yada, yada. And I chose Terry the Boulder, but it was real American. Yeah. I was like, no. No. (laughs) Well, I guess you could say he technically was never called. The real American. He just had a song say, "I am a real American," <laughs> which is no. Basically... I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the question was just worded absolutely retarded. Where what was the other name that Hulk Hogan went by? So I'm guessing he thought that he was the real American Hulk Hogan, which was the other name of Hulk Hogan in the WWF. Oh Jesus! I I don't so know. So you lost man, respect it for bog- him. It boggled my mind, and yeah, I lost respect for him. 
No, that's fair. That's fair. So I, I understand. I get that. Your lack of wrestling knowledge disappoints me. It's like when somebody argued to me that X-Pac was dead. So like, no. Oh man, I I love that shit when <laughs> like like you'll you'll have like some laps wrestling fan tell you some bullshit that's like not even close to being true, but they really believe it. It's like, oh yeah, no, no, it happened. Like, yeah, no, no, you are wrong, sir. You, you can't are tell them so that. wrong. You can't tell them that though. I had one no, guy no. tell me that the Rey Mysterio that went to WWE was a different Rey Mysterio. Undertaker oh, yeah, is a different yeah. Undertaker. It's like, no, guys. Oh, my God. You guys is dumb. You guys is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, let's get into this match here because, I mean, this is this is a, a very fun match, uh, a little hard to watch at times, uh, but Funk ends up getting a very warm welcome. And as soon as he gets this warm welcome, Sabu corners him in the ring. And I like that. How like Funk's got nowhere to go. Sabu's cornering him in the in in the barbed wire. You know, just really making him, you know you know, he has the fight or, you know, like he's gonna get pinned up against the, the, the barbed wire. It's just a fun way to start. I, I like the ring psychology regarding barbed wire. I don't yeah. think you can call this a garbage match. No. It gets gruesome with um, Sabu's air Sabu spot that happens. Which yeah. I, I think both you and I know what he does to fix that yeah. due to a shoot interview. But uh, <laughs> this is really, really fun of building up to suspense of them trying their hardest, fighting tooth and nail to get the other one into barbed wire and preventing themselves from getting into the barbed wire. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're going through all the lengths to try to make sure that they're not the ones being sent into the barbed wire. Uh, it, it, I I like the good, you know, it's a cat and mouse game kind of deal. Uh, Sabu yeah, yeah. would take the brunt of the barbed wire to start, and honestly, like Sabu being the heel in all this, because you got to look at it, he's a month away from being sided with Jerry Lawler, who was talking shit about this whole company. And then you've got Uber babyface Terry Funk. Sabu ends up getting the sympathy. You know what I mean? Like he he took so the, much at the beginning that they start cheering for Sabu. You know, this is Terry Funk's quote unquote retirement run. This is his final run, the last dance, if you will. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And he is the um, the well regarded babyface. He is the most likable person in the fucking world in the year of 1997 and Sabu comes in here. And as soon as that fucker tears his pants from the barbed wire, like immediately realizing that this is legitimate, like this is high stakes <laughs> shit. I think the crowd goes 50 50 on Sabu and Terry Funk. And it was really interesting to see everything unfold because Sabu did not stop. No, he, no, he, he got busted open on the forehead immediately. His he, he fucking cut his fucking moon pants, his fucking little like genie <laughs> fucking pants, right in half on one leg just from diving right into the ropes, which was fucked. I thought he was going to fucking slice himself up right there, but luckily he didn't. I just really, really enjoyed <laughs> like Terry Funk getting Irish whip, but he'll take a flat face bump just to not get yeah. land, like not yeah. not to get into the barbed wire. That was really fucking cool. And I I like the build up of them not going into the bar- barbed wire all the time. They eventually do at the end of the match, which makes sense, but they didn't spoil it at the beginning, which was yeah. great. Yeah, they built it up. They built the suspense. They they made um the the barbed wire, you know, a feared character in the match. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, they set it up so that you feared, you know, the the stakes to go go into falling into the barbed wire, and, and when it started to happen, it was go go go. Uh, now going back to when Sabu rips his bicep open, uh, the only hindrance to this is obviously the match had to be changed somewhat because Sabu couldn't really do anything with that arm. 
Uh, I don't the, think that's I don't think that's where the match changed. I think the match changed at the very end of it. Well, that definitely changed too, for sure. But like, there's times where Sabu goes to do something and he can't, and you can see him well, say like "fuck," right? And because he can't do, it. he can't lift him or he can't do the punch or whatever, right? Like he would gut it out and then start doing a bunch of shit with the arm. But at the, at the start, there is uh, there is moments where I was like, "Oh wow, okay, this is almost basically done." Then you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but he's also hindered because he's got this giant lash on his bicep. It looks deep. It's a deep fucking wound. And he's yelling at Fonzie to get some help. And Sabu tells in his shoot interview in 04 or so, he says that he tapes it up, but he eventually super glues it. Yeah. And, you know, there's no tape there for a while. Terry Funk eventually calls an audible and <laughs> tries to get the match to stay going without it looking too fucking fake and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Good on that Terry for doing for, it. He goes for a neck breaker on Sabu while he's taping up his arm. You yeah. Know, on the, on some chairs. On some Sabu's chairs. got some. Yeah. 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 He's still got free reign to tape up his arm while this is happening. So even while he takes the bump on the two sitting, uh, two sitting chairs, he's still taping up his arm yeah. while still laying down so he can at least get that done and you know it it kind of repairs the match but Sabu is not pleased whatsoever like he as you said he's yelling fuck and you could you can see his you can read his lips and hear oh yeah see what he's saying there is one really exciting part though when this is happening uh like after that neck breaker Sabu gets up and he just starts laying in these haymakers, and the crowd goes fucking insane. But my, but then that would end. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's done. You know, there was yeah. no more comeback for Sabu. Then it would be more back and forth. Uh, it, it was Terry's match after this because yeah. that's when he would get the wire cutters out. He'd snip it off. He'd whip Sabu with it. He'd wrap it around his fist and he'd punch Sabu with it, eventually getting Fonzie brought in. Fonzie would pretty much get his back raked with this yeah. fistful of barbed wire and Fonzie would be a bloody mess the entire match. Yeah, yeah his shirt's all ripped off. And, you know, where's he going to hide his crack cocaine now? Oh, no, oh, it's got to be in that hat now. <laughs> got to be in that hat. <laughs> Sabu. <laughs> I didn't oh. bring any tape, Sabu, but I got the crack cocaine for when you win the title later on, daddy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. So, so Sabu, obviously, uh, really angry. During this match, he uh, stabs Terry Funk with the wire cutters, not once, but twice. That's what that was, was the wire cutters. Because they were, uh, yeah. Joey was saying it was a piece of barbed wire. I knew it wasn't a piece of barbed wire. No, it's um, bullshit. It was yeah. way too, uh, it was way too. Stabby, stabby. To actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, barbed wire is wire. I know what wire looks like. Yeah, you like. can't that stab was... somebody with wire. You can pick, this you was can an prick object. somebody with wire. It was. Yeah, I thought it was like someone. a spike or something. I don't know. Uh, I didn't know what it was, but the wire cutters makes complete sense because they got the wire cutters out to cut the wire. So, yeah, and then uh, RVD shows up. He pummels Funk while Sabu continues to cut wires. This eventually uh, exposes both sides of the ring. Yeah, without barbed wire, leading them to be able to uh, perform a little bit more instead of avoiding the ropes at all costs. Um, RVD he has gardening gloves on. Yes, RVD Terry. came out with gloves. Yeah, yeah, and he wraps Terry up with the barbed wire and gets Terry perched up on a table wrapped in barbed wire, and Sabu hits Terry with a leg drop, putting him through that table. Or or was it RVD? It was Sabu, right? It was Sabu. Sabu is who put him through the table. Now Tommy Dreamer yeah. comes down. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, now, I would, would RVD put the... Uh put Terry Funk on the next table as well or would Dreamer get him before? No. I don't think it really matters. No, I but. I think uh I think R V D and Tommy do the spot where uh what did Tommy do? Yeah, yeah, he had, he hit him with a trash can lid and then I believe he DDT'd them on the trash can lid. And then carry yeah, him over and, shoulder and then, big brother style. 
Yeah, yeah, he did. So Terry is now on the other table. Assumingly, he either lid down there to get some rest, <laughs> or Sabu put him. There. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sabu, he grabs a lot of barbed wire. He grabs an entire quarter of the ring rope's worth of barbed wire to wrap around himself while you can see him cringe in his face and say, fuck. Oh, yeah, he was not liking it. You stupid son of a bitch. You saw Sandman do it on Holiday Hell in 96 and you got to do it? Fucking wake up, Terry Brunk. And... <laughs> Coming, Terry coming and to the television show. Coming to TV channels this fall. <laughs> wake up, Terry Brunk. You wake up in your hotel room with dog shit on the walls. What do you do? Wake Call up, Terry Brunk. <laughs> <laughs> Super genie coming through. Going to clean the room. Wake up, wake Terry up. Brunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bit never Perfect. fails. <laughs> oh. All right, so Sabu, he he leg drops Terry Funk. You know, he could have cut his face off with all that barbed wire. He could have. Who knows? He but he didn't. But now they're stuck together like tumbleweed. Yes, they are one. They they are have they're so worse off that Fonzie <laughs> and the official have to help them get back into the ring. And during this is the most painful part you'll ever see in this you match. Terry's it's, face. It's just everyone saying, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Terry fuck looks shit. like Terry looks like he thinks he's gonna die. He literally <laughs> looks like this is where it ends. I, this was a man that was in the middle of a ring that had six C4s exploding yes. around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It's fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. But out of this would just be Sabu pinning Terry Funk and getting the win. They had no other choice but yeah. the end of the match. What, what are they going to do? They're going to they're gonna just wait? It's going to be like, well... It'll be a long time before they uh, untangle themselves out of this situation. I think the video goes until they're untangled, and it's probably like a minute and a half after the pinfall before they yeah, cut Fonzie, apart. Fonzie grabs the wire cutters and eventually helps. Well, and the medics get in yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and the officials. It, it, yeah, they couldn't have done that during the match. But, yeah, I'm guessing it's a barbed wire match. They got tangled in a tumbleweed of barbed wire. What else do you want? Yeah, really. Really, though. Sabu cut the shit out of his arm. They're all bleeding. Like, Fonzie got his comeuppance. It it was fine. It it was (laughs) good. Fonzie got his comeuppance. (laughs) He got beat up, even though he gets beat up by fucking Beulah or something like that. He's beat up by everybody. He's got the worst protection in the world. The absolute fucking worst. Now, Travis, uh, we're uh, we're going to head over now across the country to Kawasaki, Japan, at the Kawasaki Stadium, and we're also going to travel back in time four years to May fifth, nineteen ninety three. There's forty forty one thousand people in attendance. Jesus for the, Christ! For the FMW Origin fourth anniversary show. The headliner for this show would be, now, I gotta breathe before I say the name of this match. It is a <laughs> no-rope-exploding barbed wire time bomb death match between Asushi Onita and Terry Funk. Tyler, this match has layers. Oh, dude, this match is so good. But now, before we get into this match, we gotta I, go that's through. Not, we, yeah, that's be, not what I mean, though. Yeah, okay, okay, but are you going to dive into the match here? Um, no, no. Okay. Um, Onita has some some ties with Terry Funk. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Terry Funk trained him. Yeah, uh, Onita, he was the first true graduate of the All Japan Dojo. Yeah. But uh, Jumbo, Jumbo Shruta ended up debuting first, but he was actually the first true graduate. And he also, yeah, he trained in Amarillo with Dory and Terry. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that did you watch uh, to the end of this video where they go into the locker room? Yes, I did. Yes, yeah, I did. and so like you, you see the whole thing where you know Terry comes in and just like you know I'm the teacher next time's teachers rules or whatever the fuck yeah. he says. Um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a great great angle. Right? It was it was, and then Onita cries a single tear. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he looked like the Native American who saw his it land was, stolen on that commercial. It was fan fucking fantastic. <laughs> But obviously that it. was because Onita beat him in his own style and Terry yeah. didn't respect him for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man that he respects and looks up to so much. It was perfect. It yeah. was. It's yeah. a beautiful story. Uh, before I, we get into yeah. the rest of that story, though, we should just go through this wild card that they've got. Okay. It is full, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So there's ten matches. It's not bad. Just Japanese run the mill. Uh, the first couple matches, uh, the first real three matches, I'm not even going to mention because it's all names we're not really going to know. So, whatever. Feel bad, I don't care. Uh, but Sabu and the Sheik were, on, were in a match here taking on Dr. Hannibal and Dr. Luther. <laughs> Deathmatch legend! Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you had, let's see here, just this is a fantastic group of names uh battle ranger zed kendo and the great sasuke takes on espano four espano five and super delphin i don't know who they are but i, mean, I know who super delphin is do you know who, who is super delphin i believe i saw him in a super j cup oh that makes sense it is 93 he could have been in super j cup 94 maybe Cause that's the that's the big one. It's either that or he was in WCW at some point. Yeah. Uh, then we have the first of two quote unquote different style fight, which is I mean, to Shinobu Kandori defeated Victoria Kazumiya. Uh, then we had a tag team match, Combat Toyota, <laughs> to a to a North yeah. American. That's a fantastic name, Combat Toyota. Uh, and uh, that sounds like an all that sounds like an all terrain military vehicle that to- Toyota put out. <laughs> Maybe okay. So wait now. Okay, so Combat Toyota and Megumi Kudo defeat Minami Toyota. And, what? <laughs> yeah, one the Combat Toyota is Toyota with a D instead of a T at the at the oh. end. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so is this like? Is this like China knockoffs versus the real thing? I maybe Minami Toyota is the real thing, and Combat Toyota is like a genetic piece of her fart that came out and just became like some living, breathing organism on its own, like it, venom. It, it's just a piece of gas that's floating in the air. Yeah, yeah. My name is Combat Toyota. <gasps> uh, we got a uh, loser leaves town. No rope. Barbed wire tag team tornado captains falls elimination street fight. <laughs> well, I mean, it'll be pretty shitty if Onita had to leave town and Terry Funk was just gonna leave anyway. So. <laughs> no, that's this, this is a, this is the big titan, Ricky Fuji, oh. and the gladiator defeat uh, Katsuji Yuda, Tarzan Goto, and the Great Punk. Wow. What a name, Rick though. Bog- Rick Bogner and Mike Awesome on the same team once again. Yep. Yep. No, so true. With uh, Ricky Fuji, you said? Uh, Ricky Fuji, yeah. Yeah, weird. Cool. I wouldn't mind watching an FMW show once, you know? FMW Before shows one. seem very interesting. Like, literally, loser leaves town, no rope, barbed wire, tag team, tornado, Captain Falls, elimination, street fight. What yeah. a fucking name. It Could is literally interesting. <laughs> yeah, so you you want to look at that. You want to be like, what goes on here? Literally, it's a barbed wire match, three on three, elimination, loser leaves town match. You know what I mean? It's just, what a fucking oh! So loser ain't gonna leave town very quick if he gets caught up in that barbed wire like Terry Funk and Sabu, man. Well, I mean, hey, loser leaves town. Big Titan and Gladiator won. They don't live there. They were gonna leave anyways. So. Take that. Fair. Fair. Fuck uh, you, Tarzan boy. Yeah. Uh, our uh, second to last match and second different style fight 
is Gregory Verachev defeating Leon Spinks. Is this in one of those brass knuckle fighting matches? I have no or fucking like that? idea. I have no idea. Not a fucking okay. <laughs> I I've okay. never seen a full FMW fight, and I've never seen anything classified as different style fight. If well, I mean, if, if you it, have it really a name brought... for loser leaves town over a barbed wire tag team tornado captain falls street fight, different style fight just seems different. Like that's that what? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but I guess you know they were the first people to do this kind of stuff. They weren't going to be perfect at everything, you know, so the names are kind of lacking. <laughs> Thus, the no ropes barbed wire exploding ring time death match. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but Travis, before we dive into that, what seems to be less of a name now compared to the latter, uh, pop quiz time number two. This time Whoa. we're straying away from Terry Funk and we're going to go on to the Onita train. Now, Travis... Oh. We both know, everybody listening knows, Terry Funk has had a few retirements in his life. Maybe this is something that he taught on down to his students. Because Onita has retired multiple times as well. What year was his first retirement? Was it 1994? 1997? 1985? Or 2001? Well, I believe he was trained in 74. Okay. A 1985 one would, would not strike me as surprising, considering how Terry Funk retired. About in 81 for his first time, I believe. 81, 82, 83, something like that. I'm going to go with 1997, though. <laughs> it was 85 wasn't it it was 1985 uh-huh. uh his actually second time he retired was 1994 and he retired for the 13th time in 2018 no 2017 ah he debuted in 74 you were correct so yeah well, I, I was close. I was close. So I, I was. You're on the right I, I winced when you were like, "Well, you know, Terry Funk first retired here, right?" And I was like, "Holy fuck, he's on the train. He's there. He's going around the bend. Could be two for two. But no. Yeah. Well, you know, I John Fogarty that one. <laughs> it's a verb. It's a t-shirt. You got John Fogarty. <laughs> you just you got, got that bad moon rising coming now, right? You, right around that corner. You just down got on the street with Proud Mary. You just got Fogarty, son. You're the Fogarty son. <laughs> it ain't me. It ain't me. I ain't no. I ain't no Fogarty son. <laughs> I'm glad you got that. I didn't know if it was going to fucking work out very well. But that was CCR, isn't it? Yeah, but John Fogarty's the lead singer. He's That's the true. only one that people that yeah. recognize That's with fair. CCR. That's fair. Now, Travis, okay. John Fogarty aside, let's listen to some fantastic music to get us in the mood for this match. Hey! Now, this might not be no fortunate son. But this is the music that yours truly, Terry Funk, would enter the ring to in Japan. Now that is some fantastic jams. That is some funk music for sure. It, it, it was definitely some funk. I uh, I didn't expect Terry Funk to come out to that, considering how he comes out to Desperado. <laughs> the... Uh, I, I think that that song has caused more suicides in its time than bad relationships. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a hot take. God damn, that burns the fingers. Well, Tyler, what has 
has Uncle Terry gotten himself <laughs> into again? Well, well, Uncle Terry has has gotten he's got himself in a ruckus and a man that has a funky looking singlet. That's what he's gotten into. I don't know, Tyler. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I found this man at Sushi Onita. And he's a pretty, pretty young Japanese boy. I just I just wanted someone to put over Dennis' stamp, but then he started bringing out the barbed wire, and I just knew, you know. Is, is that you, Mickey? Is that you, Mickey Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Terry was thinking when he started staggering around in the middle of the ring. He's like... Poppin' fresh. No, oh, that's poppin' fresh. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch this guy. Poppin' fresh. <laughs> oh fuck. But no. Uh first things first, Travis. The state of the fucking ref? What the fuck is the ref wearing? He this motherfucker is a samurai um ninja warrior of some sort. I believe he is definitely going to assault Devil's Island. He's to me, first I was like, is that ref wearing knight's armor? <laughs> like, what I, the fuck? I, he is definitely wearing some sort of samurai armor, I believe. It's 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 not even armor. It's just it's metallic-looking cloth. Uh, you and get a good look know, at it after a while. I know, I know. But he's got the weird burrowed hat. He's got the mask on and yeah. everything like that. Like, this is a, um, this is a social distancer's dream. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I also have to say, what about the state of the ring announcer? He's uh, he's excited. He reminds me of the guy that um, does all the announcing <coughs> in the episodes for King of the Hill. Like if they're at the racetrack, and the dude that sounds like Dale, he's like, <coughs> next up we got Terry Funk. Oh, well, what he got Terry Funk? He's ripping Onita into the ropes. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a fucking clip of that. Fuck. Uh, but no, these two, they they start up the match. They lock up and engage in a big power struggle. Each man trying to muscle the other one towards the barbed wire. Funk would then punch Onita so goddamn hard. He would go into the wire and boom! <laughs> I was not expecting the explosion. <laughs> not but my, right my, my there. Playing I time in, no. no, but my playing time in Fire Probe definitely um, acclimated me for the rest of them. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay. So this is where the uh, the Fire Pro match came from. Then that, that's yes. actually pretty fucking sweet. Yes. Uh, I uh, I don't know, man. This this was just. Another match that had good psychology going into the uh, the barbed wire spots. Again, this one does not go to the lengths that the one with the, the he had with Sabu, but this one has a different aura around it. Onita took so much shit. He had a deep gash on his back, deep gash on his bicep as well, but on the other side of his bicep. I thought Onita took so much shit, and I thought that the crowd was so into this match. Oh, they were. They, they were hook, line, and sinkered right in for that fucking suspense, that ring psychology bit that we were talking about that's so cool in these barbed wire matches. Like, when Terry Funk ended up going into the explosion for the first time, he he lost it. He lost all of his... Um, all of his balance, it was almost yep. like he was suffering from vertigo or something like that. Yep. And he'd be staggering, and he'd be going really close to the ropes, and the crowd's, like, gasping. Yeah. Like, no, collectively Terry, gasping. No. no, Terry. Wake up, Terry Funk. That's <laughs> the spinoff. You can either do the Jeff Hardy doing, Terry, no. Or you can do, <laughs> oh, Lord, Terry. You <laughs> do one. <laughs> You can do yeah. every last one of them. <laughs> no, Terry, no. <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, but no, uh, the explosions too. Like when they went off, they leave like residue on the wrestlers. Um, to me, it's like the first thing I think of was like, I wonder, like, you that's got to sting at least, right? At least sting. It must be hot. 
they 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 looked a lot more um a lot more gassed out than they usually would. And I'm assuming after the six C fours that that would be an incredibly fucking heated situation. Like, no, temperature-wise. Like, where were the C4s, though? Were they the there things... There were that... fucking six rectangular blocks outside the ring. Okay, yeah, so that's they what went off at that at the time they, limit. Yeah, they weren't hurt, yeah. but at the same time, it was like, shit, that's got to be warm as fuck. Like, yeah. no doubt. Well, like, let's let's first get into... Okay, so like it, it's basically uh, back and forth for the most part uh, until all of a sudden the, the, this timer would show up on the bottom right hand of the screen, which I immediately knew, okay, <laughs> this is singling that there's five minutes left to the match, obviously, but it's accompanied mm. by this. That would play for the next five minutes. Four minutes. Four minutes, was it? Okay, then then it would change to something drastically louder. You couldn't even hear the announcer. He was drowned out. I thought it was a little much, but at the same time... It was like a DEFCON apocalyptic. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought it fit what's about to happen, but it didn't. It, it, maybe they could have done it for about five seconds sporadically through 10-second breaks or some, something like that. You know? Now, what I did like, though, was the pace that followed this timer and that noise hitting. You know what I mean? These guys, really, like as soon as that hit, it's like, oh, okay, so this timer means something serious. Now... If I had done more mm. research, I would have known, okay, that's when the C4 goes off. I just assumed it was the end of the match, right? Cause, no, I mean, uh, but Tyler, you know, there's still something off about this match, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when Onita gets the pinfall with, I think, less than a minute left, Funk's still in the ring. Onita leaves at one point, but then yes. he decides to go back into the ring. Yes. Now, my only logic could be is that he felt bad to leave his trainer in the middle of the ring to get exploded. Yes. So, therefore, he put his body over his trainer yes. to take most of the um, the brunt of it. Yes. That is, that's, okay. You're, you're exactly right. Okay. You're exactly now, right. Now, why, did, why didn't he just take Terry out of the ring? <laughs> you know, like... Well, I mean, because I, 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 I assumed it was they, like, they I'm would've... pissed at you. Fuck they would have gotten a fire display or something like that. Like, why not? Like, I don't know. Like, some heels come down and they they don't they want to see Terry Funk and Onita get exploded, but then they put the heels in the ring and the heels face the brunt of the explosion. I I don't know. FMW is a completely different promotion. I don't know its cultural logic or anything like that. So I I I like the way they did it here. I I, I like how. Uh, after the pinfall, because like obviously the pinfall, there the match is over. Now the goal is to get out of the ring before the time limit comes up. And the two motherfuckers just keep on brawling. They hate each other. They're, they're, That's what I found illogical. Is that they y- y- you're about to die in in case <laughs> yeah, but they're sense. not going you, you... to die because they went through it and they're both okay. Yeah, but Tyler, this is the first one ever. This. This That's countdown fair. marks certain death, and they're just like, huh, huh, I ain't afraid of death. Fuck that. Yeah, I mean, they're Terry Funk and Onita. They're, I, I know, I those know. Those characters are, it, though, are, that's kind of what, what, what their characters represent. Um, I just can't help but play devil's advocate. In a no, way, no, and I, I get you. I get you. But, I mean, to me, when the, uh, when the smoke, you know, like after Onita goes in and he covers... His trainer, his teacher, his mentor, Terry Funk, from the explosion of the C4s. And then the ring is filled with this white smoke all of a sudden. the end of an action movie yes that's exactly what it is onita starts uh, you know rising I, up i immediately thought Funk? about all yeah 
I immediately thought about all the cinematics that have been going on in wrestling right now. I'm like, man, Onita was doing this shit in 93. Oh, yeah. Onita was doing this way before everybody else. This is this is so good. They, to me, the whole presentation of this one match on this one anniversary show sold me on FMW. I have seen matches oh, here yeah. and there. You know what I mean? Dude, I have never me seen on a full Onita. show. Like this match sold me on Onita. I, I I've, I've seen never Onita watched an, I've never seen an Asushi Onita match before, and I've always I, I I obviously watched the wrestlers and stuff like that. And Onita is put over so huge in the deathmatch episode. Yeah. But I I, I I always thought he was badass. But I watched this, and motherfucker comes out to this great glam rock fucking '80s version of Wild Thing. Yeah. He's just a fucking legit badass, you know? And Looking like an like, Asian fucking early 80s Hulk Hogan with the blue and white. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm surprised that maybe it was his own reasoning, but I'm surprised he didn't do more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he was the, the owner and runner of FMW. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was a bulk majority of his, his show. And then he would have Onita... He would have his own company again. It was like called Onita Pro or something like that. Or yeah, it's uh, it's on Botchamania a lot. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, like, you know, not the greatest of wrestling, but hey, there's only so long you can do that style without, you know, going downhill. I suppose. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, I think that about covers it for the match. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah, because we've already gone through what happens post-match uh, with Onita yeah. and Funk. Uh, just, you know, teacher's rules next time. Um, yeah. But it was a great well, visual of Onita and Funk just laying in the middle of that smoky ring full of blood. Yeah, and they help each other up and shit like that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Because, I mean, yeah, Onita pretty much almost sacrificed himself to save Terry Funk. Yeah, yeah, essentially, essentially. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, FMW is a plus, you know, barbed wire match is a plus, you know, it's all good. Terry Funk, anything Terry Funk is great. So this was yeah, the, that was a good, that was a good first double feature right there. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I feel like for a first time is that it was, it went well enough that I think I might, I would like to keep it around. Maybe it might become something you'll see on a occasion. Maybe we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll see uh, an exploding barbed wire time bomb ring death match between Onita and Hayabusa. Maybe you'll see. <laughs> I, I I don't even fucking know. Maybe you'll see the kennel from hell. You don't know. You just don't know on the double feature. Lions Den. Lion, hmm. y'all, the Lions Den match, the dungeon match. Tyler, the dungeon We've match. We've already we done. Do so many. We've already done the dungeon match. We we did it when in like what twenty fifteen, yeah, yeah, yeah. The curmudgeon <laughs> in the dungeon, baby. Curmudgeon in the dungeon. Oh man, we did too. <coughs> yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. I, I I gotta rewatch that match again. But yeah, we could do the Lions Den match. We could do a double feature on Lions Den matches. There's two of them. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. That's 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 a double feature. I heard one. The Lions Den double feature show. Uh, but what will definitely be happening is next week. WCW Road Wild 1997, a show with not one match labeled as above average. Excellent. 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 No match that's labeled three stars or higher. Everything is below three stars. Shall we go down this below average show? Yes. I have the card here. Do you? I do. Okay. Well, you bring us through. Okay. Um, At the start of it, we have Harlem Heat taking on. Vicious and delicious. Yes. Scott Norton <laughs> and Buff Bagwell. Oh, man. Fuck, I wonder if this carries on when Scott Steiner joins NWO. <laughs> Next up, a a Mexican death match. Not quite like the match we just reviewed, but Conan taking on Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah, I mean, should be a okay match. I really have lost all hope for Conan. But, then, I mean, this is heel Conan, though. So... It's Maybe. not going to change up his wrestling style. In an elimination tag match, we got Dean Malenko and Jeff Jarrett with Queen Deborah taking on Chris <laughs> Benoit and Mongo. Uh, yeah. Poor I Dean mean, Malenko. Malenko would soon join the Four Horsemen anyways, wouldn't he? 
I believe so. Uh, the, he joins the next incarnation of him. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, yeah, when it's when it's Flair, Urn, uh, Benoit, and Malenko. I believe JJ JJ. I believe JJ Dillon also joins that short yes. incarnation as well. Yes. And next up, we have uh, the new cruiserweight champion who <laughs> beat Chris Jericho, who beat Six on a house show. <laughs> yeah, das he's taken. <laughs> das Wunderkin, the uh, dancing queen, Alex Wright, takes on Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah, and it gets stranger. Yeah, and next up in a match that I I do want to see, but I don't think will be very good, Six takes on Ric Flair. This must be because Six was fucking his wife. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. That yeah. kleptomaniac. Yeah. All right, and, uh, next, <laughs> next up we got another match that I am interested in seeing, but I don't think will be very good, DDP taking on Kurt Henning. Yeah, which is all stemming from Kurt Henning turning us back on DDP at uh, Bash at the Beach. Yes, yes. And next up, we have Randy Savage taking on the Giant. And this thus includes the absolute downfall of this bad card. (laughs) In our semi-main event, we have the Outsiders taking on the Steiner Brothers, which has been a... Very uh, lengthy feud yeah. throughout 1997. They've been going they, on for a better part of like eight months. Yeah, ran them off the road, everything like that. I'm just hoping eventually we get that heel turn from Scott because I'm I'm tired of seeing this. I am too. I'm ready for it. And if you don't know now, you know, Lex Luger, the world heavyweight champion, <laughs> takes on the challenger, Hollywood Hogan. Lex Luger is the only man to defeat Hollywood Hogan for the title. Yes. Since fucking, I, I don't even know, man. Uh, since the War? giant, the giant. Oh, I suppose yeah, the giant people. The giant ninety five. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, now it's it's one of the worst WCW cards I think I've seen since we've uh, recorded this show. Yes. Now, how did we get here? We'll run through that next week when we go through WCW Road Wild. Since there was no Federation on Shuffle for Nitro, we'll really we'll tell the story of Nitro leading up to this episode. Uh, and, uh, you know, with that being said, Travis, do you got anything else to say before we get out of here? No, 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 no nothing. No, not at all. No, 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 nothing. Uh, well, Travis, you know, uh, we, we did mention last week that we had... Uh, Expressed interest in seeing, uh, what was it? The Piranha Women oh. of Avocado Island? Or the uh, Avocado Forest? Um, yeah, the Piranha Women of the Avocado Forest or something like that. And it was easily obtainable on the YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just on right the there. YouTube. On the tube. <laughs> right uh, there on the YouTube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't watch it all. I made it about... 30 to 40 minutes in and (laughs) it was it was ridiculous like it was a guacamole film uh that started it off it was like you've made jokes already in the fucking credits okay you're okay i know not to take you seriously at all well like the fact that the avocado forest is in california and they're venturing in there to the cannibalistic piranha women Oh, yep, yep. Uh, it, it was a bad movie in all of its rights. It was Shannon Tweed trying to be taken seriously as an actress. I don't which... know. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, she was a teacher. If Shannon Tweed doesn't take her tits out in a the film, then that means she's trying to be taken seriously, okay? Did she not get naked she at all during this movie? Not at <coughs> all. Fair enough. And you know what? That's, uh, <coughs> that's, about a, that's an F plus for me. Yeah, it's it's pretty shit. Not too often. It was not finish a movie, but such a bad movie. And I told Tyler during the first like twenty minutes, I'm like, man, you might have to watch this just because it's so cringe worthy, like bad. It's just ultimate camp. Yeah, but that's what sold me. Really, after the first half, it just completely jumped the shark and then just tried to take itself seriously. And with Bill Maher in it, Bill Maher was awful in it. Jesus Christ. I hope that you are disgusted for ever being in this film, and may God have mercy on your soul. 
And yeah, Shannon Tweed was. It was definitely not her peak performance. I'll tell you that. She didn't even look like herself. No, because she tried to like look like a librarian or something like that. You know. That's fair. That's fair. It, yeah, it, it was a bad movie. I'm sorry that I ever got you to uh, watch any bit of it, Tyler. Better be. You fucking yep, better. I, be. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we get out of here, uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the Fun Race. You can check up Travis at Fudging Up three three three. And you can go on Facebook and Instagram, the Federation Podcast T-shirts at OneManeuver.net, uh, Patreon, and PayPal, which is the Federation Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, music by Mitch Woolridge, which you can find at SoundCloud.com slash Woolridge Audio. Now, uh, we did open up with the uh, cover of Devil's Island, but we are ending with that sweet, sweet FMW exit music. So, Travis... With that soothing guitar tone in your ears, bring us home, baby. In the meantime, and in between time, take her easy.